Hi there. Welcome back to another session at the Ignite Your Wellness podcast, where I help entrepreneurs reduce stress and live a more fulfilled and balanced life. Imagine how much more you could do if you felt more creative and not distracted by nagging aches and pains, focused instead of feeling anxious, or held back by other health issues just sucking your time. Well, hello. Welcome back. Today, I'm honored to bring physical therapist and Pilates instructor, Krista Gurka, to the podcast. This episode is wonderful because the new year, we often think to the future, what new programs we want to begin with, our goals, our visions for our health, our wellness, our fitness. And we had the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the pandemic with the vaccine coming on board and more and more people getting vaccinated. There's hope to getting back to more in-person sessions, eventually down the road, possible group sessions, outdoors and indoors. So I thought this information about what Krista does in terms of physical therapy and how Pilates can help you with various issues, as well as how it differs and compares to yoga can help make decisions going forward with what you want to incorporate into 2021 for your health, your fitness, and to prevent body aches and pains. I hope you enjoy. Bye for now. Hey, hi there, Krista. Welcome. I'm so glad you can make it today. So thank you so much, Allison. I really appreciate the opportunity to have me on. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself so they can know what you do, what you specialize in? Sure. So my name is Krista Gurka. I am a physical therapist in Miami, Florida, and I own and operate a, I like to call it a health and wellness holistic center. So we do physical therapy as well as massage therapy. And we also have a full service Pilates studio within our center. So I'm also a Pilates instructor. So my brand molds Pilates with physical therapy. I love that. So tell us, what does full service Pilates mean? Meaning, so we have all the apparatus. So I know, so I commonly get like, what's the difference between Pilates and yoga? How are they Mm -hmm. similar? How are they different? So we have Pilates has a, what we call an apparatus, it's mat, which is Mm -hmm. similar. I would say they're like sister brother to yoga, right? Because it's done on the mat with body weight, but then it has a whole other portion that has a variety of apparatus. So when we say full service Pilates studio, we have all the apparatus in our studio. So we have performers and Cadillacs and chairs. And so we basically, you can utilize all the equipment when you come to our facility. That's lovely. So what type of patients do you see? How does that flow of Pilates and PT really work? So I really believe that it's a wonderful complement to physical therapy and recovery I'm a big believer in kind of this like mind-body facilitation. And so the way that it works for us is we actually have two entry points when people come to us. Sometimes they come for Pilates. They're coming through our fitness side, our group class, or wellness side. And sometimes they come to us through physical therapy, whether it be maybe a physician referred them. Most our referrals come from word of mouth. So they come from other patients or clients that have utilized our services and have told their friends and family. And so we are a cash-based physical therapy center. So we specialize, I would say we do a lot of back and neck. So, you know, spine. And we really get a lot of people that have kind of been to a lot of different practitioners or treatments and haven't really found 
what's really worked for them. And so they kind of come to us and we try to really, you know, work with them to provide an individual plan for what's really going to work for each individual when they come to us. So we look at the person as a whole, try to find the gaps and maybe where something that maybe wasn't found before, wasn't seen before, and really kind of close that, you know, recovery circle for them. That's awesome. So when they come for PT, let's say, for example, have some of them done Pilates before? Okay. And yeah, so some of them have done Pilates before. Mm -hmm. And some of them actually come because maybe, so like I said, we do get a lot of back and neck, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe they said their doctor told them to find a place that does Pilates, right? Mm -hmm. So then they go online and they find us and they see that we have a lot of physical therapists that work with us. And so that's how they call our center. Some people have no idea what Pilates is. They call Pilates. Pilates. Somebody told me to try this Pilates thing. I'm not really sure what it is. But so we get a variety of people. Like I said, we do get a lot of referrals. So sometimes it'll be they're coming for a specific therapist because maybe another client has worked with them. And so that's how they kind of come into us. Got it. Do they typically, someone with back pain, for example, or neck pain, are they getting the Cadillac or the reformer? Usually, yes. So how it really works for us when they're coming for physical therapy. So that means they call and our administrative team does a really, really good job of kind of in that first intake phone call or email, however they contact us, really kind of asking the right kind of questions to see who this person's best to be working with. Because to be perfectly honest, sometimes we get people that call and have really no idea what to ask for. You know, uh-huh. sometimes in the medical field, physicians will be very vague in what their patients should do. And they're kind of just looking for some answers. So we have a really good intake uh, protocol when people call us. And so when they come in, if they're coming in specifically for physical therapy, they know they want physical therapy. We usually will do a full assessment on that first day whatever assessment tool we use, whether that's like a movement screen or manual therapy or whatever type of assessment tool we need. And then we, that day we'll we'll always do a treatment. Now, maybe they're not ready to get on the equipment yet. Maybe they need more manual therapy. If they're ready to get on the equipment, then by all means, we try to get them on the equipment the first day. I mean, one of the reasons I said that my Pilates training, I truly believe made me a better therapist. The way that I was able to really understand the body when I went through my Pilates training, it made me a better therapist. By no means did I ever think that when I got my Pilates training that I would open up my own practice and have a studio. I kind of thought I worked in a Pilates-based physical therapy clinic, regular, in-network, everything. And so I, you know, my boss said, you should go get this training. And I did. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that it would translate into what it's grown into today. But I really believe in the movement. And I'm a yoga practitioner. I'm not an instructor, but I really just believe in that kind of movement in recovery. And I found that it really works for me and the way that I like to treat. So we do try to get people on the equipment as soon as we possibly can for them. Just for the people listening, just to give them some practical tips, let's say they do have back pain. What types of Pilates moves or how might Pilates really help heal their back pain, for example? So the first thing I always do, and all of us do in our facility, is we listen to the patient. Because as you know, no two patients will ever be the same. You know, I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I don't care if I see 
3000 L5 S1 disc herniations, they never present the same. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to listen to the patient. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to ask them what they feel, what makes their pain worse, what makes their pain better, and what their goals are. Mm -hmm. Really, what are their goals? And then based on what I see, one, listening to them, Two, a lot of times while I'm listening to them, I'm kind of watching them. I'm watching how they're sitting, what their body language is. I watch them walk into the room. So I'm already kind of putting together a picture of what I see. And then I put together their subjective history with an objective assessment. So I watch how they move. I put my hands on them to see if I can feel anything. And based on that... Then I decide kind of what kind of movement I think is going to be warranted for them. So mm -hmm. for some people, maybe they really need a lot of extension, which is, you know, arching back so they can lengthen the muscles in front of their body, stretch the muscles in front of their body. Maybe for some people, it is that they're too arched and what they need to do is flex a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe some people need... So here's what I like to say about the low back is that it's really kind of sandwiched between your hips and your mid back, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes on a lot of responsibility that it doesn't necessarily have to take all the time. So when I look at patients and I see them, maybe their hips don't move great or not really strong, or maybe their upper back, which is like your mid torso, which for the majority of people is very stiff because of we sit in front of computers and everything all day. I say to my patients, I was like, imagine if you have a team of five at your job, there's five people on the team and three of the people don't do anything. Like what's going to happen to the other two people on the team? They're going to get overworked and they're the ones that are going to be stressed out. And that's where the pain is. And that's what happens to the low back a lot of times. So we need to work not just in the low back, but above and below it. And that's where I see a lot of these patients sometimes come in and why maybe other treatment has not been as successful for them is because people treated the symptoms where, they, where it hurt, which was the low back, and they didn't look above or below that. And so maybe they feel better for a period of time, certainly because massage and all that stuff feels better for people, but the pain always comes back. And it's because they never really fix the or addressed, I should say. I don't like to say I fix anybody. I just say we address, you know, everything as a whole. And so when you address those other things, we can really change people's structure. And that's what I think Pilates is so good at. It changes, improves your actual physical structure so that when you leave and go out into the real world and walk and run and pick up your grandkids and salsa dance if that's what you want to do and hike in the mountains it allows you to have the ability to do that I love that I use the analogy of when you talk about the team and the stress of the credit card phenomenon if the credit card is always hinging and bending and moving in one place it's going to wear out in gonna that crack. place yeah that's a great I've never heard that analogy I'm so gonna I'm gonna, that. now I'm going to use yours yeah people yeah. understand credit cards too yeah. that's like a very big thing I like that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because functional I mean that's the whole point of like you know probably underlying most people don't realize like why they're seeking a provider in the first place is to help them is because they do they want to get back to the activities they love and playing down on the ground with their kids yeah. going for hikes and all that so getting back to all that's super super important yeah or even just having a good night's sleep 
yeah. people that like have right. not been able to sleep because they have pain and not sleeping, what it does to our stress levels and all that stuff is really, really, it's very drastic. And so if you're not sleeping because of pain, now I have some patients that are like, well, I don't sleep because I have to get up to the bathroom five times a night. Like, but, right. what, but if it's because of pain, like that's not great, right? So mm. let's give these people back what they want. And by the way, if I get CrossFitters into me too, we see, I see a lot of CrossFitters, you know, some, I have people say, well, don't you just tell them that it's bad to deadlift 300 pounds? But the truth of the matter is, if that's what they want to do, I can either be part of their team and give them the capacity and the capability to be able to do that, or they're just going to go somewhere else. So I'll just be part of that team that's going to give people back the ability that they need to be able to do what they want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So someone might not know, I for sure, because I've been a yoga practitioner for a long time, but I remember when I first started yoga, I wasn't sure, like, what's the difference between this Pilates and yoga stuff? So what is the difference? What is the difference? So (laughs) besides the fact that Pilates does have equipment, right? So it's similar, like I say, so they're kind of like in the same family, they're mind body exercises. And when I say mind, you know, I like to tell people there's a thought and an intention in everything that you're doing, right? So Pilates has six principles, whereas you guys in yoga, they call them, you know, asanas, like we just call them their principles and they're leveled for us. So we, every exercise revolves around breathing precision in that case, meaning like each exercise is done precisely rather than just like moving back and forth. You're doing it with precision control, right? Cause we can do something. Doesn't mean we're doing it with control flow. So every exercise similar to in yoga, there's a flow from one exercise to the other. And a lot of times we say that the exercise is in the transition sometimes from mm-hmm. one exercise to the other. Yeah. yeah. And so the spring loaded equipment in our case, sometimes also helps the client sometimes do the exercise. So in some instances, it's giving resistance in yeah. addition to your body weight. In other instances, it's giving assistance. Okay. The springs are helping someone do an exercise to a period of time until they can eventually do it on their own, right? Mm-hmm. So the mat work in Pilates is actually the most challenging work because you get no help. Mm-hmm. So I would say like that's the difference. And whereas in yoga, well, there's, a, as you know, obviously a variety of different practices in yoga, but there's more holding of the postures. And in Pilates, I would say like you move in and out of the postures a little bit more than holding. And how does the breath work in Pilates? Because I think I've heard different things and maybe it's on the style of Pilates. I've had a few people say that the breath work is either similar or different. Yeah. So depending on the school of where you train in Pilates, sometimes the breath work is not the same. So what certain programs teach is the breath work is not always the same as what other programs teach. It is similar in yoga that breath is important. We talk about the breath every time. Each motion should be breath. The way that I teach it, coming from a physical therapy background, is it's almost a little opposite to what yoga, the breath of yoga is. We also teach open mouth. Whereas a lot of times in yoga, they teach, you know, in and out through the nose. Mm -hmm. So we teach in through the nose, out through the mouth, 
in there. And so the way that I teach is I usually use my breath work to facilitate emotion, meaning to help with emotion. So traditionally, when we blow out, just exhale, that assists with bending forward. When we think of like abdominal crunches, most people blow out when they contract those muscles. And when we breathe in, if you take a deep breath in, it naturally kind of lifts your chest. So we usually use inhalation, breathing in with extension coming up tall and breathing out with rounding forward or mm-hmm. flexion. But yeah, what I tell cool. my clients is I just really want you to breathe because especially new clients, they tend to get very overwhelmed sometimes with mm. the breath work. Mm-hmm. And then I can see them like either mm-hmm. hyperventilating or they're just, what is it? And I'm like, don't worry, just don't hold your breath. Just don't mm-hmm. hold your breath. Just breathe and whatever it is, as you get the motion, then eventually we'll cue the breath a little more. But so I just, as long as I see my clients breathing, okay with that. Yeah, so let's say that someone is maybe looking to start Pilates. Let's say they're healthy, no back issue or whatnot. Like what would they look for in Pilates class or instructor? So... What I always say is look for a place that has, if you can see that they have what they're training, their instructors have come from. I don't really care what the training is. There's a lot of trainings out there, but it should be what we call in the Pilates industry, a comprehensive training, which in the yoga world you do, I believe it's 200, 400. And is there another one? 500. It's 500. 200, 500. And then like yoga therapy is a thousand. A thousand. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a comprehensive Pilates certification starts at 450 hours and goes up to 900 hours. Okay. So that's how we kind of equate. You could get a MAC certification. Uh-huh. Maybe you're just teaching in a facility that does not have any of the equipment. And that's usually the first level of a certification, which would be similar to your 200 hour certification. But if you're going to be on equipment, you should make sure that the studio has instructors that have taken a 450 hour or more comprehensive training. I would also recommend doing an introductory session. Most studios will offer some sort of introductory session. So if you've never been on the reformer, you can have a chance to get acclimated to the machine because... It takes a little while just to kind of yeah I how to use it. Mm-hmm. Some studios require private sessions before you can enter in a group class. That's usually on a studio by studio basis. And the other thing you can look for is our national certifying board is called the PMA, which is a Pilates Method Alliance. It's not a legal entity. So it's not a legal requirement that you're certified by the Pilates Method Alliance but you cannot be certified by them if if you have not taken 450 hours or more from a reputable program, an approved program. So if if somebody on the team or the staff is PMA certified, you know that they've gone through a 450-hour certification program or a comprehensive training. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things you can, like, you don't need to, as a physical therapist, if I practice without a license, I could go to jail. Yeah. Right? As a Pilates instructor, I don't legally need a license to say I'm a Pilates instructor. And so there's a lot of trainings that you go online and you take five hours of training or you go to a weekend course and you can say you're Pilates certified. But as with yoga, you know, there's over 500 exercises to learn and understanding how to adapt them to the body in front of you is really important. 
and then find the studio that's right for you. You know, look at their website. Does their website speak to you? Do you see yourself being part of that family? You know, so small class sizes, I say like less than 10 people for an equipment class, I think is important. Um, thank you so much for sharing all your information. Are there any other parting words or advice or tips that you would like to share? Well, what I would say to people is that pain does not have to be part of your existence. Hmm. And if anyone has ever told you, you know, well, that's normal. That's what you have to live with because that's normal when you're 60 or 50 or 70 or that's a fallacy, number one. Hmm. So that's a fallacy that I really wholeheartedly do not believe in. I believe that with the right kind of, you know, program, and that could be different for everyone, right? It could be different for everyone. The right kind of program can help people live pain-free without the use of medication, without injections, without going to the doctor all the time. So I truly believe that that's attainable for everybody. The other thing I believe is that I believe that's a myth is no pain, no gain is also a myth. I believe very frequently when people are like, well, it's just pain. I have to push through the pain and I have to just go through it. And pain is our bodies telling us that something's not right. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we have to listen to that. So it doesn't mean you have to be fearful and say, well, I have pain, so I'm just not going to do anything because that's the pendulum swinging so far in the other direction. Yeah. But you have to find a balance and work with a qualified professional that's going to be part of your team. You guys are a team together. And they're going to listen to you and you're going to listen to them. And together, you're going to achieve the goals that you guys set out. So that's what I would just like to leave with people that are, you know, have chronic pain or pain of the month or back pain that they think they have to live with. I don't believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Are you ready for the next step? Well, make sure you head over to igniteyourwellness.com with a UR, so igniteyourwellness.com for two options. The first, you can sign up for your free personalized stress reduction plan. No obligation to commit to anything at that time. It's free. You'll only invest your time to learn the root source of your problem and then create your own unique plan to move from being stressed out and overwhelmed to fulfilled and balanced. So important, in fact, it's critical if you feel overwhelmed, like you're always the one picking up all the pieces from your family, your kids, your employees, you're the one juggling all the plates in the air, spinning them all while trying to manage your own crazy schedule and bring in the revenue. And you just want your family and your employees to appreciate you for all the hard work you're doing. And you need this plan to help you live a more balanced life. If you're not ready to chat yet, well then just make sure to head over to the website to download your free wellness survival kit for the stressed out entrepreneur. Every business owner needs this kit to ensure that you're not just surviving during these uncertain times, but you're actually thriving. You'll receive a free masterclass access to free live trainings and PDF documents to help you move from being stressed out to balanced and fulfilled. So if you feel like you're just grinding it out day after day and you know you need some mindset work, but right now your spouse thinks you're married to the job, your kids don't see you, you wish they would just be grateful because you're doing all the heavy lifting, you need this free wellness kit 
to get out of this cycle, to move from being stressed out, overwhelmed, to living a balanced and fulfilled life. So head over to the website and get it right now. I can't wait for you to get started. Bye for now.